Welcome to the Wine It Up a Notch podcast, a podcast where we talk about wine, life, and everything in between. My name is Anshu, I'm your host, and I am thrilled that you've chosen to join me today. Thank you so much for doing so. We are at episode 18 of this podcast, and to be honest, I am cheering for myself. I can't believe it. It's been quite the journey for me. I've had a lot of people come and congratulate me on, you know, sustaining this podcast, I guess doing it in the first place, but then keeping it going for so long. And I intend to keep it going no matter what gets in the way. It certainly is quite the adventure for me. I, you know, started off just thinking I would see where this goes, thinking I would do it. I think if you go to earlier episodes, I think I said I would be doing this daily, which is hilarious to me now. I then moved to saying I would do it weekly, and now I've even fallen off of weekly, although I hope to get back onto that. Um, But listen, if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, or even if you're just starting listening, I would really love to thank you for your patronage, for your loyalty, for your positive comments. Uh, It always makes my day when somebody sends me a message and says, hey, I listened to, you know, podcast episode, whatever, and I learned something, or I really like that story that you told. Or, you know, I just enjoy what you're doing. I find it inspiring. I kind of get a range of comments and it just gives me the energy and the enthusiasm to keep going. So thank you so much. I also have to say that I am recording this podcast not in my usual circumstances. I was actually in the middle of doing work. Uh, The kids and my husband are out. It's actually uh, the weekend right now. And I thought to myself, you know what? It's been a while since I've pressed record and just talked about wine on my podcast. So I need to get back to that. So I'm carving out a little bit of time to do so. However, I must confess that the sound quality of this podcast episode is likely to be a little less than some of the most recent podcast episodes where you've perhaps heard I've been trying to focus in on sound quality a little bit just because I'm in my office. Uh, I don't have any of you know the fancy stuff that I try to have. Actually, to be honest, none of my stuff is fancy. I'm still using rudimentary equipment, but at least some of the things I try to do to create a little bit of a better sound quality are not uh, in effect today. Um, so if you notice that the sound quality is a little different, that's the reason why. But as I said, I just really wanted to make sure that, you know, I continue on with recording podcast episodes and absolutely thank everybody who's listening. You know, I do do this for you. So if you enjoy it, um, that means the, uh, the world to me. And please keep those comments coming. If you've got some time, give the podcast a good rating. That always helps uh, in terms of putting it in front of more people and growing the audience. Okay, so what are we going to cover today? So today I'm inspired by a event that I was at uh, yesterday where I was actually asked by somebody to come and do a wine tasting for a group of people. So there were about 15 people present. It was in someone's home and there were five wines that I served and I was actually, you know, hired. I was asked to come and do a wine tasting event. Now I've done other wine tasting events before. Um, they're always a lot of fun for someone like me. I love, I mean, I think there's nothing more exciting, kind of nerdy, I'm sure. Uh, but there's nothing more exciting than going to the liquor store and, you know, having a look at what's available and really thinking through um, all the various combinations and permutations that I could put together to try to educate people and and help them have a great time. And from the feedback that I got yesterday, I think that's what happened. I certainly hope that the, the folks that were at the wine tasting enjoyed it and learned something new. Um, and all up, it was a, a really fun event. Um, but I was thinking to myself, you know, what if you wanted to do something similar 
but you either don't know somebody who could do the event for you, such as myself, or, you know, maybe you just don't have the budget for hiring a, a wine professional to come to your home to do a professional wine tasting. But, you know, it's something that you want to do and maybe you're building up some wine knowledge or you want to use it as a way to build up some wine knowledge. Um, you know, I was thinking, what would be some of my tips for putting such an event together? So that's what I'd like to do in this episode is just talk through how you could put together a wine tasting event yourself for a group of friends. And, you know, I'm assuming here that anybody who wants to do this is, you know, rudimentarily a wine student, if you will. Uh, so th I'm not thinking that, you know, the average person on the street is thinking that they're going to do a fancy wine tasting for people that are coming over to their homes. But I think if you're really interested in wine, you're enthusiastic about it. And to some degree, you are studying it, whether that be in your own time, you know, doing research on websites or looking at technical sheets for the wines that you enjoy, um, or even, you know, listening to podcasts or watching things on YouTube, all the way through to more serious wine studies. Um, I consider that to be somebody who's studying wine. So um, I think, you know, putting on an event that is a wine tasting event for people that you know is not out of reach for anybody who's within that range of wine knowledge. So what would I say you should do? So to me, I think one of the key things about having a wine tasting event really is understanding both your budget and the interests of the people that will be there. So for myself, I think uh, when I'm working with a client, I always want to understand one, how much they're willing to spend because that will drive the types of wines that I'll be purchasing, but also what is the theme that they would like to um, strike? You know, what's sort of the, the the vibe that they want at their event and what are the people that are coming like in terms of their wine knowledge and their wine preferences? I think with those two points of knowledge, those are really great anchors to start thinking about the types of wines that you might want to bring to the event. I think another really important um, consideration could be the number of wines, but to some extent, I think that's potentially less important than really, you know, knowing your budget and knowing what sort of vibe you want and what the people who are coming to your event are interested in or are like when it comes to their wine knowledge. So let me just put that in context with respect to some of the events that I've done before. You know, once I know somebody's budget, um, I will often sort of then talk about the number of bottles that uh, they would like to have at the event and some of the price points that they might be interested in per bottle. Uh, now, an overall budget, I think, is, as I said, more important, but sometimes teasing out if somebody wants to have a lot of wines at a lower price point or fewer wines at a higher price point or a mix of those two can be helpful in guiding the buying decision. And then I think simultaneously having a conversation around who is going to be coming to the event and what sorts of things are they interested in. And there I, you know, would really be considering the audience's level of wine knowledge for sure. But even things like what types of foods do they enjoy? Where have they traveled before? Um, what are they interested in outside of food and wine? Uh, because if they, you know, say they love to ski, they love cold climates, that might help me to bring forward a wine that's great for après ski or is grown in particularly cold climates in, in mountainous regions. Um, and that would not only, you know, allow me to bring a wine to the table that is a great wine, but also can be a focal point for further conversation. I think also understanding if people like, you know, lighter, brighter, lower alcohol wines, or do they like 
heavier, darker, richer, more tannic, higher alcohol wines uh, can also be really important. So those are some of the key considerations that I would say if you want to put on an event for family and friends and you want to have a little bit of a fun wine tasting, you know, those are some things I would really encourage you to think about. I wouldn't worry so much about formalized materials. And by that, I mean, if you've ever been to a wine tasting, sometimes you can be presented with, you know, gallons of information, really lots of information on the wine that you're tasting, lots of information on the structure and characteristics of a wine that you may uh, be able to pick out. And certainly in earlier episodes, and I'll link them in the show notes, I have talked about how to find structure in wine and what to look for when you are doing a wine tasting. And you can have a lot of those materials that can facilitate an event, a wine tasting event. But if you're doing this yourself, and I would say even professionally sometimes, you know, knowing the vibe of the room is important. And I'm not sure that those materials are always the best thing to have for a really great environment and vibe at an event. So I would actually discourage anybody who wants to do a wine tasting with family and friends from, you know, printing off lots and lots of materials that talk about the various flavors and colors and, you know, acidity levels and tannin levels in a wine um, and kind of trying to guide your guests through that. One, because I think it really can create a lot of formal structure that takes away from a fun event, but also puts a lot of pressure on you as the host to walk your guests through that and, you know, not make mistakes along the way. So if you're very confident with your tasting skills and you love doing that sort of thing, absolutely go for that. I think that that adds a really nice, uh, more expert touch. But I wouldn't say if you don't feel comfortable with that, that you should not do a wine tasting event for family and friends, uh, because I think that you can talk people through wine casually and um, that will meet most people's level and interest when it comes to wine and make for a fun event as opposed to something that becomes sort of stressful and boardroomish or you know classroomish um, uh, when when in fact everybody just wants to have a good time I think another thing to think about is um, actually potentially doing research on the wines that you will be talking about so setting aside a little bit of time to, understand, you know, what the alcohol level is of the wines you're presenting, what some of those really interesting storytelling aspects are of the wines that you're presenting. So if there's something really neat about the producer, if they're doing things that are organic, biodynamic, vegan, sustainable, a lot of people are interested in that. And that I think certainly makes wines more interesting. Um, Having some notes on what the producer suggests that the wine be paired with. And then, of course, you can supplement that with the food that you're presenting or your own thoughts on how to pair the wine. Um, And then I would also say and a lot of these these um, information points are readily available on the Web. But things like, uh, you know, what sorts of notes are you going to find? Um, I think I mentioned this already, but what is the alcohol level of a wine? Uh, what are the key grape varieties? Those can be really interesting points. And, and you can find that stuff out fairly easily and either print it out or write it out on cards that people can look at as you're doing the tasting or share that as you're going through the tasting uh, with your family and friends. And then I'd say the last part is really have some really great food and some and some uh, music to set a vibe. Um, I think it's really important to have some good food to pair with wines and then talk about how the food that people are eating that you've prepared or purchased can actually pair with the wine, what it brings out, 
um, for you and maybe have a little bit of a discussion about what other people are noticing. And with your expertise, you'll probably be able to open their eyes to something they haven't realized, something new um, and a, a fresh perspective. And that is generally really great for sparking conversation and having those communal you know, moments and discussions uh, at your event, which really make it memorable. If I was going to give one last tip, which is a little bit more expert-like in its orientation, one thing I would say is to structure your tasting from wines that are simple or lighter and more delicate in their profile through to your more structured wines. And that can be a really interesting ladder to take people through. Um, Sometimes when I say ladder, I just mean sort of steps of complexity uh, when it comes to the wine, you know, sometimes you'll find people will naturally fall off at a certain point in that progression because they don't like certain types of wines or um, they may not even be interested at the beginning of the ladder. Right. So if somebody is really interested in bigger, bolder, uh, tannic wines or more fruit forward wines, more uh, like red wine in their orientation, they may not be as interested when you're talking about lighter rosés or white wines, um, but you can use those as data points to talk about what's interesting about red wine making. Um, and similarly, if somebody is you know, more of an entry-level wine drinker, uh, not as interested in big, bold, structured wines, they may not be interested in the red wines per se as wines, but they may find it really interesting to hear how winemaking changes or what changes in the structure of a wine as you move from something lighter to something heavier as you move from, you know, paler colored wines to darker colored wines. So those can, again, make really interesting data points to, to talk through at, uh, at your event if you choose to do a wine tasting. For me, I think, you know, if you wanted to have friends over and do a wine tasting as part of a dinner, that's a lot of fun. But I also think it can be a really neat little add-on if you're having um, a, a special event at your home. So, for example, Thanksgiving, you know, certainly any of the big holidays like Christmas, New Year's, even a birthday. Um, it can be a really fun little thing to do. It doesn't have to be the, the whole event. It can just be a small part of, you know, the evening or the day that you've planned. And sometimes, um, you know, if there are dynamics in a group that you're trying to manage, whether it be a bunch of people who don't necessarily know each other or family members that know each other really well, that, you know, we all have that happen, sometimes don't always get along. Um, that can be, a, I, I find, a way to do something fun and interesting and engaging. When I say that, I mean, you know, a wine tasting uh, to just break it up and, you know, add some structure to your event and have something fun happen. Um, do something that people will remember. You know, maybe you'll introduce them to some wines that they really love. Maybe you'll just give them something that they can take forward to the next event that they go to that gives them the confidence to talk a little bit about wine as well. Um, and most of all, you know, if you want to practice presenting wine, talking about wine, researching wine, having a little wine tasting event of your own when you're having friends and family over can be a great way to do that. So I hope this episode has given you some ideas um, about how to potentially do a little bit of wine tasting at one of your own events with family and friends. I hope not only do you have ideas, but you've got some inspiration and that you'll give it a try. And if you do, I would love to hear from you. Please drop me uh, a note. You can do that on the social media channels I'm on, being Instagram, TikTok. You can send me an email. My email is always in the show notes. Um, and or you can you can, you know, just reach out to me if you already know me personally. I know some of my listeners do know me personally, um, but I always love to hear from you. So if any of what I have said today resonates with you, 
drop me a line, let me know. And as always, I wish you lots of peace, love, light, happiness, and of course, great wine. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the Wine It Up a Notch podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast thus far. Be sure to hit subscribe to be notified of future episodes or leave a review to let me know what you think. Take care.